Yo, it's Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep Show, episode number eight zero. Today's episode is sponsored by On. On is a Swiss running company known for their groundbreaking cloud tech shoe cushioning system that truly makes you feel like you are running on clouds. And I had opportunity to, as some of you may know, if you follow me on Instagram, make sure you go do that. Um, but I had the opportunity to accompany the On running team uh, to World Championships in Eugene in July. But beforehand, I had the honor to visit their U.S. headquarters in Portland and was able to learn a little bit more about the history of the company and the history of the brand and how the founder like even came up with this idea of this you know cloud tech shoe cushioning thing and the stories are like absolutely insane so you might want to do some research on that but then I'll also get to talk about it in episodes to come um the culture of this company on is has been really cool just to be really like close to in this sense and kind of hang with them for a couple of days um because it's just really unique and, and their offices look like how you would think an on office would look like um it's just a dope vibe all the way through and they seem extremely eager and uh, passionate about what they're doing and how to continue to push this thing forward and one of the things that i was really excited about and hopefully i'll be able to be able to get to share it with you more in the future is some of the things that they're working on like if they're having a very valiant effort coming up um, cutting edge plans to move towards a sustainable industry, a more sustainable industry. Um, and really outside of the industry, they're really looking to try to change how you know business can be done going forward. Uh, they're very invested in that lane to make sure that we're not being wasteful as as runners and as as humans. Um, so I can't wait till that rolls out more. I'm sure some of you may have heard some of the things that they're doing, but I'll be able to share about that in, like I said, some time to come. Um, after that visit to headquarters, I was able to spend a couple of days down in Eugene, um, got to watch the 10,000 meter final where I met up with Joe Klecker after. I gave him a couple of days and let him, you know, let him simmer down a little bit. Joe Klecker ran an eighth place uh, in the 10,000 meter with a time of 27 37 73 that's 27 minutes 37 seconds and 73 milliseconds i don't know um but very fast time it's really cool to see him go to work and represent america and on running team and on athletics club uh so i really appreciated this opportunity thank you so much to on for sponsoring this episode and then having me out to uh, your headquarters it was absolutely great i'm super honored to be a part of that experience and then make sure you guys mash before we start this episode mash or click or punch or put your nose on it tap push whatever the subscribe button to this podcast so that i can know that you really liked it and enjoyed it uh, and then also make sure you go over and rate it give me five stars if you like it and uh check out on running check out the the subscription button it's really fun but check out on running they have a really great shoe that i'd like to just plug really quick which is the on cloud monster it's my second favorite um everyday trainer right now which is i mean it's like second favorite as in like right now i'm wearing it more because it's like new to me um but it's way up there when it comes to the shoe that i'll reach for when it when i need uh, a shoe that i feel supported bouncy and need to get some good miles in so i would definitely use it for an easy shorter run i'd use it for a long run i'd use it for an easy run with some strides at the end i'd use it for some tempo stuff uh very very versatile awesome worth every penny type of shoe so go check it out the on cloud monster 
thanks so much again for on to uh, for sponsoring this episode, and thank you all for watching. With no further ado, sorry for burying the lead. Here is Joe Klecker. All right, what's up, everybody? It's Tommy Runs, and this is the Run, Eat, Sleep show. Uh, today, um, last time he was on the show, I said I have a special guest, and he's still <laughs> still very special. But to, this time, I get to interview him in person. Um, we're here at Eugene, Oregon, at the World Championships, and I'm sitting here with 10,000-meter Joe Klecker. How's it going, man? Good. Thanks for having me on again. No, man, I, I appreciate you uh, spending the time to uh, to kind of talk to me after you. I mean, right now, you're probably kicking back, kind of just – letting things soak in and having a good time chilling, right? Yeah, no, I mean, the race was Sunday, and so, yeah, now it's nice to be out here for a few extra days, support the teammates, yeah. you know, kind of, uh, we got a lot of brand people out here, so just kind of, like, relax and uh, soak it all in out here. Yeah, yeah so, like, just kind of, um, I mean, I know it just happened. I'm sure you're still, like, processing things, um, but, like, how how was it the other day? Like, what, what was, because I saw you right before I was able to have a pretty close seat, you look, you're like Zen mode, you're locked in, ready to go, and you look like you felt amazing. Yeah, I mean, going into it, my preparation was really good, and I really believed I could run with anyone in that field, and that's kind of all you can ask for on, on the day, you know, you know, not having any injuries or anything like that. Like, I was on that starting line ready just to run with anyone, I was ready for whatever the race was going to throw at me. So, um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of nerves, though, like, you're I, I was telling Dathan, like, you know, you feel so good and you just want to get on the line and start yeah. that race. And so once it finally went off, it was just like, you know, get in position and let's just get let's just get to it. Um, like I was going into it, my minimum goal that I would have been happy with was top 10. Mm -hmm. So to get ninth, I was definitely like really happy with it. But like you said, now I've been kind of like able to decompress a little bit and like think about it. Um, and it's like I look at the race and I just like. Have, yeah. you, have you watched it back? I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've just seen videos of that final 200 meters. Yeah. And it's just like, man, like I want to be in that, you know, yeah, like kicking, yeah. kicking for those medals. And I'm still very happy with like what I was able to do. Mm -hmm. But it, that's like, that's the one thing that's going to motivate me moving forward yeah. into, you know, world championships in the future is like, I just need to both get my like mind ready to believe I can be there mm -hmm. at, the, at the bell. And then also just continue to progress in training and get fitter um, because the real fun is like being in that contention with 200 to go. I mean, I was like, I was still battling with people in the race. Uh, like I was in 11th place and I battled up to ninth place over the final um, stage of that race, which was like really, I was really happy with how I was able to fight. Yeah. But um, I just, it's hard for me to watch that final 200 and not see me there because that's where I want to be, yeah. you know? Yeah. So like leading into, I mean, like you said, you trained for this, your, your lead up was great. Your training was solid. You felt great. And, you know, best you felt in a long time. Um, going, knowing that you, you know, not you're past it now, but you know, knowing that you had an injury that you're dealing with and had such a great, you know, amazing last 12 months, you know, mm -hmm. um, how did it feel going into like this race, like into this weekend and knowing what you're about to try to go after? Yeah, I will, I'll be honest. It was like a, a little bit like emotional because I took a step back and just realized like when I was going through that injury, you know, getting to this getting to the starting line of this would have been such a such a goal and just to be able to be on that starting line and think you know I'm in the best shape of my life feeling the best I've ever felt like it's a bit emotional that I was able to like come back from that injury and not just come back but be the best I've ever been mm -hmm. um and so it was like 
you have all this time to think before the race, you know, and especially on the starting line. I mean, we were out there for a good bit before the gun actually went off. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, they're introducing everyone. We're doing a few strides. And, like, yeah, when you're out there, like, you just got a lot of time to think. And I saw my parents in the stands, and it's just, like, you get pretty – like, I always get a little bit emotional before these really big races. Um, just, like, knowing how much, like, my family supported me and just knowing, like, where I've come from, like, with that injury and just kind of the level of runner I've gotten myself to. Um, it kind of like sets in sometimes when you have all that time to think before these big races and before the gun really goes off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's like, that was kind of how I was like feeling right before. Yeah. yeah. And I know, you know, last time, uh, part one of this interview, uh, you talked about, you know, when you're, when you're coming back from an injury and you're in these workouts, like you, you try your best not to like think too far ahead and, um, can you kind of like walk us through that a little bit? Because there's so many people that maybe not injured, but they're, you know, they have a big goal coming up. They're mm -hmm. trying to qualify for Boston or they're whatever it is. They got these goals that they're working on. Like, how did you, with someone that you obviously have a lot riding on, you know, on what you do. Mm -hmm. So like, how did you of all people manage to bring it down to like one run at a time? Yeah, no, that's, that's super important. I mean, getting ready for the world champs here and getting ready for like a big a, a race that you put so much on kind of the way that I almost distract myself from thinking about that race. And because you can just think you can overthink everything going into it. I was just trying to focus on the next run, the next workout. And so I really didn't start like really breaking down, you know, the race until after my final workout going in. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I had my what day? When? How far? So, so the race was Sunday. My final workout going in was on Wednesday, and okay. it was just kind of like a pre-race, you know, yeah. nothing too hard, just like get the legs feeling good. But, you know, Tuesday night, my my focus was getting up and doing that workout. It wasn't, you know, analyzing Sunday's mm -hmm. race. So I finished that workout, and then it was like, okay, got to recover, pack, get on the plane, and then I get to Eugene, and then you know, I have two days to like really think about like, yeah. okay, what's going to go down on Sunday. But I think just, you know, it's cliche, but people say just, you know, the process, you just got to be thinking about the process of it because, and if you trust it, you know, trust the training, trust what you're doing every day. Um, you don't need to stress about what you're, you know, what's going to happen on, on the race day. If you, if you know, you've done those workouts, right. You've done, you know, you've done the preparation. Um, it takes a lot of that stress away from the race day. Yeah. Yeah, because like I just I, when because I know it it sounds great, but it's like but when you're in those runs, you know, it's like it's so hard to not like okay, you know, like you start envisioning the turns and this and that. So mm -hmm. I just think it's really cool that you know that you were able to kind of bring it back and like an injury kind of can help that because it, it kind of it shows you like how grateful you are to be mm -hmm. just running, right? Yeah, no, certainly. I mean, there's days I would get up and just remember back to. <laughs> The injury when I couldn't even get out of bed without feeling you know pain in my yeah. foot walking around and to be able to go out and you know run and feel good and enjoy it it's like you definitely need to like just kind of sometimes take a step back and be grateful for that just the fact that you can run without pain and enjoy it yeah. so those injuries definitely give you that perspective because yeah like if you if you've never had like an injury you've never had like struggles in the in running like you kind of take for granted you know um you're just good. coasting, right? You're just coasting, yeah. yeah. And yeah. So, and it makes you, you know, do all the little things right to try and stay at that level of being right. healthy and 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 enjoying running. Right. Because that's like you know the that's what you want all the time, you know. Right. No, yeah, like yeah, because like it's and it's almost feels there seems like you've you're you've come back stronger, you know, than 
than before? Like, did you make some changes to anything to try to kind of yeah. jump back quicker? I would say that when I'm injured, I always try and like analyze one, why I got injured, right. you know, and, and fix that for when I'm coming back. And so like a big one this time was like, I really looked at like my nutrition and just figured out like, what, what do I need to, cause like when you get a stress injury, um, like in my, I had like a bone injury, a lot of times that can be from fueling improperly and maybe it's not under fueling, but maybe you're not getting in fuel before your runs like you need and your body's just like deteriorating. And so I focused a lot on nutrition and making sure I was like really had it dialed in. So that's one thing that I feel like the injury really forced me to reconsider. And I think I have a much better handle on now. Yeah. And then the other thing is that I think the injury, whether you like it or not, is going to create a kind of a mental like toughness. Um, like we we're saying, you know, like if you've never gone through that struggle of, of being injured, you know, and appreciating yeah. being healthy, once you go through that injury, you know, it's it's hard not to really appreciate, you know, yeah. being back. You know, right. everyone like that first run back always feels you might not feel fit. You might feel terrible, but you at least enjoy being able to do um, what you love again. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you're really back making progress towards those goals again. Yeah. And you mentioned nutrition, so like I'm both you and I both uh, use you can, mm-hmm. um, and um, I'm wondering like how did you, how did you weave in you can in that process? I mean, because obviously nutrition for like a bone thing is a little different. Yeah. Um, but like, how did you weave uh, you can into the whole process of nutrition? Yeah, I mean, like one of my biggest things, one of the biggest reasons I wanted to to be with you can was I. Um, there, the, the protein plus energy before bed, like I couldn't sleep through the night without mm-hmm. being hungry. And like, yeah. I'm trying to eat, I'm trying to get all the calories in and no matter what, it's like 3am and I would just wake up and I'd have to eat something. And since I started having the, you know, the protein plus energy before bed, I could sleep through the night, which is, you know, you're getting more continuous sleep, which is helping your recovery, mm-hmm. but also your body has the fuel to recover. Right. And so I was just waking up feeling better. So that's probably the biggest way I've implemented you can into my training. Mm-hmm. And then the other is, um, the you can edge before my long runs. I, I know I've uh, talked with Varn about this, but like I always was bonking at like 13, 14 miles a lot of times. Like sometimes I'd feel great for 20. Yeah. But so often I would get to 14, 15, and then the last five miles would just be like, like trudging. Just, yeah. And the thing is, when you're doing that week after week, those five miles where you're so underfueled, it, it's deteriorating your body and yeah. really like wearing down your energy. Like you want to be fueled to where you finish the run feeling strong. Mm-hmm. And so, getting the UCAN edge in before my run. And then it, uh, usually at about halfway in my run, um, nine or 10 miles, I, I was finishing the run feeling strong yeah. and not just like, oh, I need to go home and just like, like I finished a marathon, lay down in bed for hours. It's like, I felt pretty right. good. And I felt like my body yeah. was recovering. So those are the two biggest ways I've implemented it. Yeah. And then obviously like the UCAN energy bar, I'd like to just snack on, yeah. and, you know, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Yeah. And it's nice too, when you're training, it's not always two runs a day, but a lot of times I'm training twice a yeah. day, whether that's, you know, going to the gym in the evening. Um, and you're not always able to like make yourself a big lunch yeah, and be right. fueled. And so it's just easier with you can get that fueling, get that energy in and um, like feel strong for your workouts. Right. Yeah. No, I think um, um, that's, that's great because now I think you can's uh, sales are going to probably double because now people are going to be doing, you know, the protein plus energy at night and during the runs or before yeah. after the run. So, it, I mean, it, it, it does help out a lot to make sure you cover your bases because like or try things that work, you mm-hmm. know, see what works for you. Um, so, like I coming back from injury, um, I had like a, a knee thing going on, but I feel like. I you know a lot of amateurs will put a lot of pressure on themselves 
through the process, you know, to um, to get better, right? I mean, and we're like, we're tra- in this train of black and we're all over ourselves. We're like, everything's like just so committed and like that grind mentality. Mm-hmm. But after this injury, like I still want to do well, I still want to get better, but I feel like the gratefulness that you're talking about just to be out there kind of repositioned it. So now like I still want to do well, I'm still going to push myself, but that mental like relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like a difference in your training, like in that sense? Yeah. Too? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing when I was, before I was injured, I was like always really tense yeah, in the yeah. fall, like trying to hit these times, trying to hit these workouts, just like you're saying that grind mentality, just like work harder, work harder, work harder. Yeah. And then when I was coming back, I think that I realized like you're a little bit out of shape and you know, you, you can't just keep pushing yourself as hard, you know, to the well every day to get back to where you were. You really just need to kind of relax and let it naturally happen. And I think that's one approach I'm going to take into the fall training again, where it's not just like every workout needs to be faster yeah. or longer than the one before. Yeah. You can just like, just relax into it. And again, like just the process of it will take care of itself. If you're, you know, getting the workouts in properly, um, you're going to be, you're going to get better just with the consistency of it. And it's not just like beating your head against the wall, trying to, you know, um, have every workout be better than the one before. Right. Yeah. As I, I just think that, yeah, with the mix of all the things that you've done, you know, with the, you know, getting a hold of nutrition, right. Um, making sure that you're getting sleep because people, you know, we underestimate like the, like the quality of sleep, mm-hmm. you know, we try to, everyone thinks that knows that sleep is important, but we don't invest in figuring out like how to get really quality sleep yeah and if you're putting on miles whether you're doing like as many as you were or half of that or even a quarter of that you still need to get that good sleep mm-hmm. in so like i just I, th- I think it's um it's really dope that you took the extra steps to find out like exactly how that would work for you yeah and i think everybody can do that those find out what works for you find out do research you got google mm-hmm. you got you know there's plenty, plenty of experts out there that are oh yeah you can find tons of studies i mean yeah. I, I love reading studies about like you know, things you can do to improve your sleep just a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that I'm so bad at sleep, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the best either. I mean, I, Nathan's always worried that I wake up too early every day, yeah. but just kind of like who I am. I wake up early yeah. and I'm ready, I'm ready to get after it. But um, yeah, that's definitely something that's very underestimated and yeah, right. you can read tons on it. And if you get marginally better, yeah. you know, like you don't have to be the best at everything, but if you can improve something a little bit, it's going to pay off. Yeah. I mean, and then, yeah. And it, it really does change. Like if you can get, five percent better at, at, at something you know that five yeah. percent works out to be a decent amount of time exactly. off a marathon or off exactly whatever. yeah no i mean that's even in training like i know there's things i'm not great at mm-hmm. but i know that if i can just marginally improve them mm-hmm. it's, it's going to reap the benefits yeah. you know like in college we'd always go up and run in the mountains and i was never good at it like yeah. it's so hilly and the altitude was so high yeah but i knew that i didn't need to be the best at right. running in the mountains to have a good race if i got just a little bit better yeah. it was going to make me so much stronger on the track that's yeah, that's dope. I love that look, that marginal gains thing, because mm-hmm. it's, because I mean, it, there's only so much we can do, you know, and, and especially the the non professionals, it's like you got it, you got all this other stuff we got going on. You got, you know, got not full time job or mm-hmm. whatever. And if there's like little things that you can do that will, um, that aren't like cryotherapy, yeah. just, you know, all these things and go fly to here and there or whatever to get mm-hmm. you know worked on, those little things you can do just will add up, just and make your your running life better. Yeah, you know, no, hundred percent, like. You only have an hour a day to train you know if you maximize that hour yeah. just a little bit better like yeah. you know fit, able to do a little bit um get a little bit more out of it like yeah you're going to reap the benefits of it yeah we had uh we i had no no rojas on the show mm-hmm. and i was talking to her about that too i mean because like a lot of people will hear like an hour right and 
it doesn't say it's not that much time really but then you'll some people i just don't have an hour and then so they don't do anything mm-hmm. so it's like 20 minutes 30 minutes whatever it is is better than not doing anything yeah you know like so well that's like a lot of people will reach out to me and they'll say like hey i just have trouble like you know i can go run you know three four days a week for an hour i'm like honestly if you're able to just do 20 minutes a day like yeah. every day the consistency of it like that's what's going to really start to, to pay off over time yeah consistency for sure um but like back to i mean i can't like i love talking about that type of stuff but i'm like you just finished ninth um and on the world stage and i know that like i, I read your post and you talked about giving yourself a chance and i would love to hear like what you mean by that i mean um because it really sh- seemed like it showed on the race day because you were right there you know the, pretty much the whole time and with the world's greatest you know what i'm saying so what do you what do you um what did you mean by give yourself a chance yeah i think after a year ago in tokyo i learned a lot and i never i never gave myself that chance i went into the race and i just kind of went to the back and i kind of hoped that i'd feel good and i'd move up and Mm -hmm. you know um i'd I'd finish high um and you know i was able to pass a few people towards the end of the race but looking back at it i just got beat by a lot of runners who i considered myself better than Mm -hmm. but they were the ones who went out there and raced and gave themselves a shot to do well yeah. And so going into the race this weekend, I was like, I'm just going to put myself up front. You know, I like you were saying, like, like I was saying earlier, that like belief that you can run with anyone. Um, I really did believe that. And so I just was like, I'm going to put myself up here as long as I can. And, you know, at times in the race, I felt really good. And at times in the race, I felt tired. But I was just like one more lap, you know, one more lap, stay up here, one more lap. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, 9K in and I was still there. And the race, you know, kind of started to progress a little bit. Um, and I just didn't quite have it to, to stay on it, yeah. but um, I still had people in front of me that I that I ended up beating um, over the final stage of the race. And I was very happy with how I fought, like kept fighting even when I fell off. But um, to be 11 seconds back from from the winner of the race, you know, versus a year ago, I was probably like a minute behind the win, like almost getting laps um, is a huge improvement. And yeah, just like I think it just reiterates to me that like yeah you just got to give yourself that chance and sometimes it's not going to work out and sometimes you're going to have like a solid day like i had out there and sometimes you might just totally fall on your face and still finish in the back of the race but like you're never going to finish in the front of the race if you don't take those chances yeah yeah that's huge i mean because i i mean i think we can all you know uh, identify with that and that's in some way we kind of hope pull up short a little bit or hold back when you know maybe not go all out and try to like pull you know pull the pull the uh pull the race along but just being there and just having the confidence to say like you know i trained for this i'm fit i'm whatever and even if it's like for a job i'm ready for this thing or whatever mm-hmm. it is just put yourself out there and and stick with it and trust with this thing that you've been doing and and honestly watching you out there like it, i was every time you went by i'm like i'm filming every <laughs> second of it it was just really dope to see you out there crushing it and doing your thing um and i had the opportunity we're here in, in eugene now at at the player or at the run players the runner's house but then across there's a vip house that has like some of the some of the track spikes and, and like the way that they go through those i had a chance to talk to a couple of the uh, the, the people that worked on the shoe jordan and all that mm-hmm. um but talk to me a little bit too about because you were in the beginning of all this i mean they just started working on those like 11 months ago yeah yeah so like how does that play a role into who we saw the other day yeah so right i mean when i first started with on they Kind of just started developing the track spikes and then a year with on they brought in this like world-class team from some of the best individuals from other brands who had done amazing things with those brands but they brought those minds together to build the 
best fight for on. Yeah. And um, I think it's really cool that we're very close with those guys like Jordan, um, Timon, Yon, like those that Joanne, that team, like we're very like we're talking to them all the time. And so really, like I tell people like, yeah, we're the ones on the track, like doing the running, but they're working just as hard and they have the same goals as we do, you know. And so it's funny, like Jordan was saying, you know, we have our last race of the year. Like the goal is to make the Diamond League Finals a big race for, for us because it's in Zurich right next to the headquarters. Um, and Jordan was saying like he's taking his his vacation holiday time right after that race. You know, like his season aligns with ours. Like he's he's here in Eugene. He's in Oslo with us. Like he's traveling to the races and he's just getting data and he's just continuing to like think how, how we can make this shoe better. And so those aren't the people that everyone sees. Like they see us on the track with the spikes, but really like they're a team that's like just working right alongside us, like um, working just as hard tirelessly, like to, to make the best footwear. And it's, it showed, I mean, what they've developed is truly incredible. I mean, in one year to do that, like with yeah, this, with this team, I mean, and I know even Jordan feels like he wishes he had that product out sooner. Like there were a lot of delays with the factories and stuff still. And Jordan, like, takes it very personal when stuff isn't delivered on time but he's doing like the best he can and he's truly like world-class at what he does and so um it's pretty special to have have him here and just how much he cares about us like i go to the track the other day before my race and he has cooling towels and a pillow and and like for me to lay down before the race and i was like man this like he's covering every basis like really just trying to make sure we are ready to perform yeah like not just the shoes like everything yeah, what about i mean what because they mentioned that when i talked to them they mentioned the fact that like the trust some whatever you guys saw like what did you see in on to not have a i mean you run track you mm-hmm. know like, so to not have a track a spike for you at the time what did you see in on that made you say like yeah i'm gonna go down this, this journey yeah i think it was just the they just kept reiterating to us that like you know they were going after the best athletes mm-hmm. and not only the best athletes they were going to bring in the best team to to make um the shoes and so like I saw the athletes they signed around me and in Boulder, like with Ollie and like, they got the best athletes they could. And to just see see that come to fruition and just know that like they were talking a big game, but they were really like everything they said they were following up on. And so it took them a little bit after we signed to bring in that world-class team of like shoe, um, the shoe team to make the shoes, but they were working on it. And I think it's, good that it took the time it did because they really brought in the right people you know and so yeah i would say the thing that helped me get the trust was seeing the athletes they talked about bringing in and then seeing that those athletes came onto the team you know it wasn't just like oh we want this athlete and then they go and sign with another brand oh we want this athlete it sounds like no we want this athlete and then they would join our team because they would you know believe in the vision and yeah so it was just like they Early on, it was like a lot of trust in like them talking a very big game. And then as you continue to see them follow through on everything they say, you just like, you know, like when they say something, yeah, they're going to follow through on it. Um, we have that trust now. And that's why like the new people who are joining the team, I don't think they need that level of trust because they're just seeing like they get on the team now and like, oh, the shoes are great, everything like they're following through on everything. But yeah, early on, it was definitely like, I think it trusts on both ends. Like they're a smaller brand. And so they're bringing up on the athletes you know, the top athletes. So they have to trust the athletes that they're going to like perform yeah. and, and, and do the work to be the best they can be. Right. And then you're trusting the brand to like bring on the people, develop the product, um, support you and be the best they can be. So yeah. it really is like a mutual trust. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of what 
that's that's what they assume, you know, because I was talking to, to Jordan and he's like, yes, they must think, you know, and he kind of went on about that. But it's like basically the same thing that, that, you know, that you're saying, too. So but I know you uh, probably want to get back to kicking back and, and, and relaxing. Yeah, finally get to go be a spectator. And I haven't been to. Are you gonna go, are you yeah, going tonight? Yeah, I'm ahead to the races tonight. What you, um, what, well, I got two questions for you. What are you excited? What are you excited to see tonight? Yeah, so first off, I'm excited to see the men's 1500. We have our newest team member, Mario, mm-hmm. from, out of Ole Miss. Uh, he's in the final, running for Spain, and that's going to be really fun to see him, mm-hmm. like a young young guy on the world stage. That's always great. Um, and then also the 400 meter hurdles. Like I'm a big a big fan of that event just because of the super the superstars in it right now, and seeing them go head to head. Like there's nothing better than that. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be nuts. Yeah, I mean. I would I would love to see world record something you know something happen. I know, you like never that, know. I know in Tokyo they you know Warhol set the world record and that's why like I wasn't able to watch it because of the situation with COVID we couldn't go into the stadium and watch but like I'm like I will not miss another like 400 yeah. hurdles world record because that guy just attacks the yeah. race man like, he's it's like inspirational to watch yeah. him absolutely nuts and so last question um, so now it's only been a couple of days and I know you said you've had some some time to think about it what's like one what's one thing that like your biggest takeaway um, that you're going to try to carry with you from, from this race? Um, just give myself that shot. Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of been my mantra since Tokyo, but um, actually doing it on the world stage, you know, is like another thing. Like you can go into a race with like, you know, not as great a competition and, you know, you go to the front of the race or you, you know, you, you get up there in the race and give yourself a shot, but to do it on the world stage is another thing. And so I think just this race proved to me that, you give yourself that shot and anything can happen. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, I really do appreciate you uh, being on the show again. Yeah, thank you. And then also congratulations, man. Like I said, watching it was just absolutely amazing. And to see you step up there, do your thing and hold on. And I just feel like, I mean, you're still young, so you got a long way to go. So I just can't wait to see what the future holds for you, man. And I really appreciate it. And everybody out there listening, make sure you make sure you go follow him, make sure you cheer for him, all that good stuff, because he's got some big things coming up. Talk to you guys later. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, man. All right. Get Dathan on now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Joe Klecker, for joining me on this show. Um, Big takeaways, giving yourself the chance. You know, like, I think we all, like, have moments in our lives where we didn't really put ourselves in a good position because we we weren't really believing that we had a chance. So give yourself that chance. Put yourself out there. If you're training for a marathon, you know, just the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't go well, you know? But... Put yourself out there, train for it, get prepared for whatever opportunity that you have coming up. And when the time comes, just give yourself a chance to be in the mix. Uh, We are worth it. All that we try, we push, we work. Just get out there and give yourself a chance. Um, Also, second takeaway, man, is if I could right now, if I could pick a company or pick a brand I could run for, um, I'm going to go with On because they got some really cool stuff going on. Uh, but thanks so much, Joe, uh, for sharing and being vulnerable and talking about your nutrition, talking about uh, which is which is UCAN, which is awesome. I love talking about UCAN because it just 
I like this stuff, you know. Um, don't forget that you can also use my promo code, which will be um, in the show notes to this. So let me know if you guys need anything, man. Um, that's like my work, my work voice. Hey, let me know if you need anything. Uh, love you guys. Peace out. Enjoy. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Share it. Like it. Review it. All that stuff. It. Love you. Peace.